0: Going live, we're live, yeah, okay, good. Tell us if you can hear us. Uh, oh, we've got a nice little uh, crew joining us, Mike, David, the White Wicks are there, Robin Weston, Alice Sarah, Ah, oh, good. All the old favorites. Um, right, let's get down into the chat. Uh, hello everyone, welcome to welcome to Rail Now, we've kicked off-ish uh, as ever, A nice soft start. Yeah, how's the sound, are we all right? Andrew, we have Andrew White here. Hello. Hello, right, I'm gonna pull your mic uh, up a little bit, I think. Um there we go. They can hear us. Good. Happy days. Oh we're here. Hooray <laughs> Let's 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 get us side by side. We're we've 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 Hello. Look, I, hello. I, I've just come out of the shower, literally, uh we're
1: tea. <laughs> Yeah, oh, See look. that's
0: my dinner. Oh lovely, yeah, that's it, nice. Uh I'm about to start drinking, um not that I want to steal the format from Dr. David Turner, but I happen to be drinking uh, some brew dog, which is technically my local from when I used to live in a brewery, but it certainly is not anymore. Um but before I do that, I'm gonna drink some water. Um Andrew, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Hmm. I am dehydrated. But other than that, <laughs> I'm in reasonably good, Nick. Um there we are. We've got lots of people saying hello. Marvelous! It's happening. Uh, I think I think everything's set up. This has been, as ever, it's it's, it's been a mad rush. Wednesdays are always a mad rush, uh, but that's fine. We like to keep everyone on their toes. Um, it's informal. It is informal. Well, it's a chat. It's a natter. You know, yeah. it's a natter. Um, how's 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 your neck of the woods? Well, is it, I mean, you're not that far from me, and it's a bit dingy in uh, York.
1: It's 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 been a little bit grey and miserable um, for most of most of the day today. We were supposed to be going out to do some filming today, so we we decided to postpone that. Mm. Uh, but we've uh, yeah we're hopefully going out. I think Friday looks if, if the weather moves. This is what you have to do, obviously, when you're filming. You have to keep checking all the weather and see whether. I don't mind going out in the rain, but it's when you've got all the things organised and that it's nice to do. Do it in 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 a so nice summer
0: Yeah, yeah. Particularly, yeah. If you if you, if you, particularly if you've got one or more people in in it in the team, uh, yeah. they might not be quite as eager to get soaked, and, and they might yeah. not be quite as eager to get their kit soaked. But actually, I dare say you and, and and the team, the the walks around Britain team, are seasoned pros at managing wet weather because you wouldn't successfully film <laughs> film a walking program in Britain without being able to deal with a bit of rain. Um, yeah, it, it's.
1: As I say, we we don't mind going out when it's raining. Uh, And, of course, if you're going far further afield, at the moment we're trying to obviously still, until we can get past that point where we can stay overnight, we've had to keep more local. So it's basically, you know, our filming in the last sort of two months has been all pretty much Yorkshire and North Derbyshire, things Mm. we can get to sensibly in a a, a day. So I'm based in the lovely railway town of Doncaster. And uh, so so that's been sort of trying to keep that more, more central, more more close to home. But then when we go in further afield, I mean, if you're going to go, and you've arranged everything to go to the Isles of, uh, of Sky or, you know, you're going down to Silly Isles or wherever, you, you're pretty much phased with whatever weather there is at, when you go.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, you yeah. can't really turn back and say, well, actually, we're we'll not bothering now. <laughs> yeah. yeah you the, the showers, you know, yeah. we can't do that. You've I, got to go off and do what, whatever it is. So, Yeah. And then... Um, and indeed walking
0: around on um on bits of railway line happens to be um relevant for today's uh, t- today's uh, today's natter so i think bef- without without further ado let's um let's kick things off so um welcome welcome one and all to this week's rail natter there we go the InCity 225 fading out um here we are back side by side um as ever yeah andrew you don't get to hear the sound but i promise that there was sound uh, for the intro for everyone all of our viewers uh, enjoying the natter live currently there's a sweep state going on uh, in the chat about how long this episode's going to be um we're, <laughs> melanie osborne has suggested two hours five minutes melanie we're going to be we're, we're keeping it tight we're keeping it tight. Uh, it, it, it's getting unwieldy, and uh, much as it is a They're nice sort of, natter, they seem
1: to be growing longer. that's yeah, uh, <laughs> timelines. It's 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 kind of like it's. It, we've got built in recovery time, haven't we, into the timetable? Obviously,
0: we do. But in, in this sense, we haven't got any. This this is where it's useful to have some time pressure because if there's no time pressure, you end up. Um, me and Charlie just chatted for a bit. We, could, we reached the point where you could say we chatted for hours uh, viably, which indeed we did. Um, no, it was good. It was good. Uh, I, we have lots of people joining us chat, uh, for this little chat. Uh, so I think to start with, let's uh, talk about... Uh, let's go into... Um, uh, let's... Wait a second. I can I can do this more pro I'm lining up some pro stuff. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Watch this. <laughs> let's talk about the news. Um Oh, except that I have to be in here for it to move. Oh, I always forget that, there we go. Right, so, um, everyone who's on the chat should, uh, should, should recognize where this is. This is the lovely Colton Junction. Um, uh, yeah, so the reason I have put this up, this little video... Oh, it's me moving around, look. What, what am I filming? Um, the reason I put this video up is because Network Rail have finally announced they're going to start filling in the gap, the electrification gap between here and um, and Leeds well they're not going to go to Leeds they're going to start by just wiring up to Church Fenton which is um, not that far away <laughs> honesty. and it's going to take them three years which is quite something um, but I presume that the reason it's taking so long is because of the negotiation of uh, access so the actual building it, it does not take our you know it does not take years and years actually it doesn't take very long at all the challenge is that the east coast Main Line is very very busy and closing it for any length of time is um, not doesn't make you very popular as Network Rail. Um, so anyway, so the bit I don't, I don't know how well you can see this, Andrew, and but you can see the you've got the beautiful sort of um, equal splits here on the on the fast lines. But the the, the two fat the two original straight lines that are kind of in the in the right hand part of the shot are the Leeds York lines, um, and those aren't electrified. Once you kind of get to the underbridge. Um, uh, just a bit further on, I think the wires stop pretty rapidly. Um, uh, yeah, so people are asking, why are you wiring to Church Fenton? What's the point? Well, I think for for the Trans Pennine stuff, um, uh, basically it means that they won't have to run pan down uh, through York. So they're currently got a load of bi mode trains. They have to run on diesel mode in York, which is a bit rubbish, uh, particularly from an air quality perspective. In York Station, York Station, considering every single track is wired, York Station is really dismal from an air quality perspective, and um, because so much diesel stuff goes through there. So every little helps from that perspective. Let alone the um, the benefits from from a speed and acceleration and capacity perspective of of having running on electricity electricity on the run up the hill towards Church Fenton, because it is actually a bit of a hill. Anyway, so that's the news, Uh, not very much news other than that, Um, and uh, what else? Yeah, that's it, really, from a news perspective, but we'll come back to Colton Junction and the Selby Diversion shortly, but to start, I I'll tell you what, while we're nattering, um, Andrew, would you like me to just blast into your intro video, hopefully the sound works on this?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's this see. is just basically to show people, uh, to explain to people what what it is that I do, mm. if you don't already know. So that's
0: basically. So yeah. So uh, there's a there's a nice freight train approaching. So um, hopefully the sound will work. We will see shortly. I think it will. It's got desktop audio. We should be fine. There's a nice. I'm just going to let this freight train come through. Shocks. It's quite there. We go. That's nice, isn't it? Anyway, uh, rail freight is real freight. So hopefully there should be, wait a minute, oh there we go, lovely.
1: Great Britain has a collection of varied landscapes and countryside to rival any... ...anywhere else in the world. And the best way to see it is to walk. And we are here to provide some ideas and inspiration. We are the team at Walks Around Britain. And we've been discovering some of the most interesting and varied short walks. From the Highlands of Scotland to the Channel Islands. We've been there discovering the best walking Britain has to offer. If you thought walking was just about mountains, then think again. We've got walks in the countryside, along water and the coast, through woodlands and forests, up fells and hills, around historic buildings and our industrial past, and not forgetting walks through our towns and cities. Walks to do by yourself, in a group, or with your family. Be they the human or canine kind. Along the way, we'll be telling fascinating stories about the landscape, its people, and its history. It's all designed to get you out and inspired to experience it for yourselves. Welcome to Walks Around Britain.
0: Ah, oh, it's lovely, Andrew. You got me in the mood now. Well,
1: that's it, exactly. That's what you should do.
0: <laughs> so, um, so that's it, walks around Britain, um, and there we go, right, so, yeah, thanks, thanks. So, that's, so that's you, we're going to skip on to this picture now, because otherwise the video will kind of loop in the background and we'll, we won't get a word in edgeways. Um, I think the sound's back to normal, everyone, sorry, the video is a little bit quiet, I think for a, uh, for a few reasons, mostly PowerPoint, it always has videos automatically at two-thirds volume for some reason, so don't worry about that. Um, Anyway, yeah, thanks. Thanks for sending that through, Andrew. Yeah, it gives a nice feel for what um, what you get up to. And well, it's not your spare time; it's your, in your full time.
1: Yeah, this is this is the job. This is. Uh, but I um, mean, my my interest in railways sort of started because my dad, my my granddad, my dad's dad was a uh, was a worked at Sheffield Masborough, so he was an LMS guy, and my dad, for his. Uh, I suppose because he wanted uh, better, better locomotives, he, he would always bike from, he'd cycle from Rotherham to Rosington, just south of Doncaster, to see the LNER. So there was always tension between those two because my dad was an LNER man, and was you know wanted to see the A4s and the A3s and all those. Yeah. And of course my my granddad was working with Black Fives on at Masborough. So you know that that didn't work very well. It's always <laughs> tensions, and the tensions lasted all the way throughout life. Really, it was it was quite it was quite amazing how those divides were quite entrenched. And, and uh, so, in my earliest memories, really, are going on Donny Station with you know a bottle of tizer and sandwich, and sitting at the end of a rain soaked platform, watching Deltics. You know, and oh, happy yeah. times. You know, Seeing these. Uh, these beasts. I think I, the only the only two that I didn't see were I didn't see St. Paddy or Nimbus. I think they had they gone by the time we'd start to you know, I'd started to do my spotting. But all the rest of them. I mean, you know, you're going through and you're seeing. Oh no, it's five and four fire yet again. <laughs> it always, there it always, it always seems to be one that, that haunts you. I don't know if that anywhere else seems that. Why was that? that was the one that was always there, 5 and 4, 5 and 1. So, yeah. I'm lucky
0: enough that I've managed to see a Deltic in mainline service, weirdly, um, because for a very short period of time, uh, Deltics, I don't know whether it was city or whichever it was, I, I'm not enough of a proper greiser to know which to, to, to remember which. Anyway, um, one of the Deltics was running uh, aluminium trains up and down the West Island line. Well, yes. I tell you that's quite an icon that's quite an iconic scene hearing that kind of that that impressive sort of bub- bubbling of the uh, Napier sort of Deltic engine and you think well what is what is that noise it sounds so familiar it's a... and it's it's a it, you know it's a, a Deltic absolutely hammering it well hammering it but not moving very fast going up the hill over the over the pass but at Tindrum and uh, yeah that was quite something so um you and I both have seen Deltics in operation although perhaps not in quite the same level of anger uh, for me yes. yeah.
1: well this is i mean my my time was you'd, you'd still be able to get into a cab i mean mm. you know a, a, a driver would still let you as a, as a young boy get into a cab and, and sit down and this is a time when you used to still have time at a station for that kind of activity and, and, and number plate, would be of course was a big thing you know, you'd, you'd get a huge sheet I of paper, it. and you'd rub the number plate, the name that's plate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, That's
0: quite wholesome and quite nice. But you know, nowadays we have, with, with my P.T.I. Stick safety on. hat on, I go <laughs> stay behind the bloody yellow line, please. Uh, yeah. And
1: <laughs> and look, so it's all stick on yeah, plate. that's true, uh, name yeah. plates now isn't it, for, for a lot of operators, so that's not you can't rub them
0: yeah yeah so um yeah so here we've got yes. what i mean, i don't know anything about kettles, so this is a what is this what is this a six o and y steam yeah i this
1: this is sort of highlighting i think one of the great benefits of closed railways, isn't it i mean you know, i think the fact that we've got so many heritage lines now in the u k is because we closed lots of railways down hmm. uh, and 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 i think as a catalyst for the whole preservation movement, you know, I'm talking about the you know main uh, full-sized, standard gauge. I think we have to look at the reason why we've got so much stuff preserved is because we close so many lines down and, and allow them to reopen. You know, yeah. so I, I think we have to look at when we we're talking about beaching and all of those kinds of things. You've got to look at that in the round and so actually, you know was was beaching an, an indirect consequence of beaching. beaching was you know all of these locomotives and the stock still available still there for us to enjoy today
0: yeah and it's and it's obviously we i meant to put a slide up actually with with a uh, reminding us why we don't say beaching anymore why we just say mid-20th railway century closure. railway closures yeah. but um but but it, it's a, it's a very good point and you know um. The, the various closure you know the huge amount of mileage that we closed a, a huge amount of it was pointless like it was purposeless railway that, that just pointless
1: all, when
0: it was open like, wasn't it yeah, yeah, quite a lot unfortunately you know, there's, there's a really interesting academic paper that explores how inefficient our entire railway system was because it was built with very little if well with zero strategic oversight uh, and as a result of that you got a huge amount of uh, duplication you got a huge amount of human capital being wasted on you know both both real capital and human capital being wasted on um on railways that were basically pointless uh and um and yeah so the, the upshot of that is if if you close them people can play with them <laughs> mm. uh, and, and and indeed you know we have a very vibrant, well until certainly from a pre-covid yes. perspective a very vibrant yes. heritage railway sector um which it's a major source of of tourist revenue. You know, we're talking about billions a year of tourist income. Um, the challenge, I, I mean, even before COVID, COVID is I, I fear we're going to lose a lot of the or a few heritage railways post COVID because it's been a very difficult operating environment for them, um, and they haven't been able to get access and do things. And a lot of their work for you know a lot of the workforce of heritage railways is already you know high risk from a COVID perspective. Um but even before COVID there was a challenge with Heritage Railways that we because there are so many uh you know uh lines to use and, and reopen as heritage lines, and um, then actually there's a shortage, you know, the engineering skills gap applies also to heritage lines. Mm-hmm. And so so there is a shortage of skills for the big railway, let alone for the little railways as well. But um nevertheless, I, I love them. I adore I adore heritage lines. Um and you know in, with my engineering hat on in some cases they've preserved a right of way that could be quite useful because whilst a lot of railway closures were were, were sensible uh there are you for every sensible railway closure you can probably find one that was a a, a bad move in with the benefit of hindsight of course no yeah. you know? um so yeah so it is heritage railways yeah I, we've got we've got the benefit of a fair few heritage railways within reasonably close distance from us you know we've got the North York Moors uh, is quite close. There are a couple around Leeds, there's yeah. Bolton MZ. Uh, what else have we got?
1: Bit, uh, and, and of course the, the Keith Valley, the I, think, Valley course, I think yeah. the Keith Leanworth Valley it was the was the first one to reopen. And I've, well, I've,
0: in and around I've, what in terms of what standard gauge. Yeah,
1: because I think it was yeah, because it was it was close in sixty seven, I think. Hmm. 66, 67, and it reopened in some way in 68.
0: Ah, interesting, okay.
1: So I think uh, the, the, uh, there'll probably be some chatters around. Yeah, go on, G-
0: go on, chat, tell us which is the first well, standard gauge. i fairly heritage, certain really.
1: that was the, the first, if, if not the first, one of the very first, mm. uh, and, and of course I think it's one of the very few that's a complete branch to be saved ah, as well, yeah. okay, as opposed yeah, yeah. to part of a, a, a line, like the, okay. the North York Moors is obviously a part of a line, isn't mm. it, it goes down to Pickling it would yeah. continue down to Moulton.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's an interesting one. That's, a, I mean, we're already nattering away, but that's kind of the point. From and I'm sure we'll do another chat on heritage railways at some point because there's much to, to talk about. David Shearers reckons that the bluebell was first. Oh, Gordon ah, yes, Dudman probably, also confirms yes. bluebell. Uh, but Michael, yeah, okay, so there's so it was ten oh, Middleton. Okay, Middleton is an interesting one because Middleton is the oldest extant bit of railway yes. line. Uh, that's still in use uh, it was a railway back in 17 something or other um, middleton in leeds right opposite the hunslet railway works um, if i'm not mistaken i was doing some uh, doing some surveying there a few years back anyway um but that's different to heritage railway so yes middleton is very old but in terms of heritage railway bluebell seems to be uh, bluebell, yeah i
1: think the bluebell was was first and then and then the keeper keeping with following but it's certainly but well, yeah, not they were very, good, very early
0: yeah, definitely. Okay. He was one of the first. Uh, and, um, sorry, David confirms it was one of the first. And it, it does have a fantastic mixture of sort of industrial and, and countryside. Um, I always think the Keithley, Keith, the Worth Valley line, basically, it was the one that for me is, it's in the original Railway Children. So uh, yes. that, that that for me is why I like it. Although I've never been on it. I've never ridden on it. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely line. And,
1: and, and, of course, the interesting thing about it is that you can walk, you can do the Worth way. Which wheels its way round the railway. So at, at, great, at, at certain points, you can, if you time your timetable and you walk correctly, you can get to various points where you can actually see the line and oh, see nice. the yeah. train passing. So it, it's it's a very nice line to to, to sort of film out. Mm.
0: Yeah, it is it, it is um it is lovely. When I was growing up, my favourite was the Speyside Railway because the views across to the Cairngorms were compl- were second to none. Um, I think it's been run down a little bit of late. Uh, sorry to everyone in the SRPS but uh, who's watching. I don't know if anyone is, actually. But um, actually, David, you might be a member of the SRPS. In any case, they've run down the space side a little bit, possibly because they've been pushing forwards towards Aviemore and everything else has sort of come second to that. But in any case, it's a beautiful railway. Um, and then I've done work on – I set out the platforms on the uh, uh, at manual on the – uh, oh crikey uh, the Boness and Caneal Railway so mm. I spent a lot of time so I, I kind of learned my railway ropes on the Boness and Caneal line and I was reassembling S&C and swapping out sleepers and generally getting my hands dirty there when I was um, a student anyway Heritage Railways But I mean, we could talk for hours about this but let's let's, um, let's let's oh in fact there's another picture of a Heritage Railway lovely job <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's, that's
1: the key thing we as well and that is uh, if you know your railway children film that's the scene at the end as from the bridge as the train goes off into the into the, into the distance uh, yes. so okay. you can the great thing about that and, and and again it's brilliant from a when you're with children to go walking because you can go you know I, I think it's brilliant to go on the train and then you can walk back to certain stations you know and then catch the train back again but it's it's really nice to have that knowledge of being able to show people show your children, kids or your grandkids where bits of it were filmed you know so if you watch the film first and you go it's a way of getting kids out and enjoying the, the outdoors and you know, conning them into thinking that they, they enjoy walking <laughs> yeah
0: it. and it, I, I remember as a kid very much if there was a walk that involved hopping on and hopping off the Speyside railway because that was the one that was reasonably local to us uh, in Inverurie, mm-hmm. brewery um then I was always even happier about a walk um yeah so yeah I'd, so heritage railways are certainly an upside of having closed railway lines. I think that's that's pretty. That's a, I, most people can probably agree about that one. Um, but what else? What else can we do with our closed railway line? Well, here is a map. You've given me a map, Andrew. What's this of? Tell me about it.
1: Well, this is a map of a lovely route called the Trans Pennine Trail, and it's a two hundred and seven mile walking and cycling, and and in some cases horse riding route. From the east, from the west coast, up to the east coast, or the east coast to the west coast, depending on which way you're going. Mm. But it's a, it's, it's great because it's mainly on old railway lines, mm. and you can there are the different different spurs. There's a, a spur that goes down to Chesterfield and goes up. There's a spur that goes down to bits of
0: the old bits of the midland bits of the old. There's um, yeah. some of the great central in there. There's the Hornsey line, which I bought um, a, a year ago, I think. Um, what else you've got? Uh, and, and yeah, there's a go fair go few the bits of the next, pieces there.
1: Yeah, and if you go to the next slide, the, the really important bit of it for for railway enthusiasts such <laughs> as ourselves is the <laughs> is this certain bit called the Woodhead line, uh, yes. of which obviously we have many, many debates, don't we, of, of of people saying, well, we should reopen it. Mm. and um, what,
0: Yeah, which, spoiler alert, limits. spoiler alert, that's next week's episode. We're going to talk about Woodhead next
1: yes. week. We're not going to be talking about that too much, but the idea is that this is, a bit, again, a, another great use of old closed railways and, mm-hmm. and the track bed. And again, we should really, I think, with the benefit of hindsight, we should have really have put things into place so that we'd have preserved, I suppose, or retained the use of the track beds for, for a lot of these railways from the point of view of, you know, obviously, the the big debate about Woodhead is that if you did try to do something with it now, there's so much realignment that you'd have to do. Uh, yeah,
0: it would cost, I mean, to, to, re- to, to reopen stuff. Woodhead would cost more than, a, built, than borrowing a new route, you yeah. know? Yeah. So at which point you because go, of, well...
1: Because what you've, what you've built over and yeah exactly. and, it's, and it's it's astonishing what what there is has been yeah, and the
0: alignment, yeah I, I, we'll talk of course we'll talk about woodhead uh, next time but it but it is a very interesting point and i think you raise a very valid yes i say that a lot of railway lines were pointless and closing them was a good thing one thing that i'm i feel very strongly about is that, we, that none of those track beds should have been built on even if they're ridiculous railways that just make no sense whatsoever those rail those rights of way should not have had roads put on them they should not have had uh, housing estates put on them industrial estates they should have been protected because if nothing else they provide incredibly good active travel corridors so cycling walking uh, you know horse riding if you're that way inclined um all these sorts of you know and and the, generally railways are straight so they generally provide useful straight-ish connections between nodes even if those happen to be things that weren't very usefully served by a railway actually from a cycling perspective brilliant so yeah Yeah. i think it's one thing that is criminal is that they were that the track bed was sold off the trouble is (laughs) at the time british rail paid for a lot of new rolling stocks by selling off a lot of these assets so um it required us to have government um thinking differently at the time and again it's a benefit of hindsight thing Like much as it was stupid that we got rid of and 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 sort of released, the, for a very for pretty shoddy prices, released some of these assets, so these 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 um, kind of land assets, uh, the rights away. You know, at the time, the idea was that they, they'd, you know, there was no use to. There was for no them. use for them. Whereas now, I mean, we the whole
1: the whole of the, the Trans Pennine Trail cost uh, about sixty million pounds uh, to 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 put into place. Mm. So it's a now it's it's you, you know the, the catchment area of the of the trail. You know when you're talking about sort of Hall, Selby, uh, Goul, you've got Doncaster, Barnsley, Rotherham, Sheffield, Chesterfield, Leeds, all on our side of the Pennines, yeah. and then of course there's some there are other towns All in Manchester all and Liverpool on the other side. side. Yeah, yeah. So you've got you know millions the the, the ability to to link people together by using mainly old railway lines but it also goes along some canal towpaths paths and, and some and some new routes as well but it's a brilliant way of going about it and i think this is again something that we need to, we could look at is is the walking and cycling aspect of, of old railway lines has been a boom you know sustrans the national cycle network you know there's there's a there's a i think about just over 16 and a half thousand miles of the national cycle network a good proportion of that is on Old railway lines and part of the Trans Trail is, is is part of the National Cycle Network too, because it is like you say it's it's absolutely perfect places to go walking, perfect places to go mm. on on a bike ride. So we really ought to have, again, looked at looked at this and, and and thought long and hard about the fact that we should have kept these these assets for for the greater good and said right well let's put some more railways. If we're not going to have these as railways, they may make sense as walking corridors, as, as as cycling corridors, and a lot of that has, has proved the case. I mean, the, mm. the very first the first the national cycle network that was opened was between Bath and Bristol, again an old railway line. Mm. You know, so and
0: that's very very popular. Like that is an incredibly yeah. busy commuter route. Like we're talking, that's you know it carries more people than the than the M, uh, than the M5 does per hour. That cycleway—that's yeah. the and level. Yeah, the people don't grasp how, how how good cycleways aren't moving people around. It's um yeah,
1: and the investment that's needed to you know to put these things into place by the chain, you know, is is minimal when you're looking at the, the cost benefits analysis of the whole thing. It's it, it's so fantastic walking and cycling.
0: It's um, so. So the chat, yeah. So John Christoph asks a very interesting question in the chat. He says, um, "How do we ensure that rail rights of way don't get converted to road in the future, especially when existing roads parallel old railways um, and locals demand that the road be widened?" Well, I think it's the sort of thing that you could find an MP who you think you reckon could champion a bit of legislation or a change to planning, and just get your find an MP and then advertise the fact that that MP is going to champion. A bit of legislation to change the planning rules that no railway track beds can can be used in in roads. So basically, they're untouchable. Uh, just to play, change the planning rules would be a good start. We're
1: going to we're going to seriously look at these sorts of things. We're going to have a similar issue with the old RAF bases that we're selling off, because you know who knows what we might need them for in the future. And once they've been sold off and, and repurposed for other things, we might, you know, who knows in 20 years, 30, 40 years' time, if we, you know, there might be some people saying, do you know what? If we hadn't have sold them off, we could have done X, Y, and Z with them or whatever. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's that sort of thing. It, it, you, you need to look at these things in the round. And of course, it, again, we've, we've all discussed this it before. It's, it's a, it was a different era. You know, we, we, railways were in decline, so we needed to get rid of loads of them. And walking and cycling and active travel wasn't the sorts of things that many people had had in mind, really.
0: Mm, absolutely, yeah. It's an interesting one, and it's it's um, unfortunately it speaks to a wider problem in the UK is that we have a fixation with selling off publicly owned things uh, and land, and that's not just the current party. To be honest, it's just a long term. Feeling in this country that that actually things are better off owned by private individuals rather than as, a, as for all of us to share and enjoy and make use of. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a that's another story, isn't it? Really. Um, what else? Let's see what's Good going apologies. on in the chat. There's some some people. Some Peter. So um, David Shepherd uh, said there is there's also the parliamentary petitions website. If you put put uh, that's what that's one route you could go for. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sarah Noble's pointing out that RAF Burn is a better location for Yorkshire Airport than Yeadon. Yeadon being Leeds Bradford, right? Uh, the old the old Avro factory at Yeadon, right? Um, Which,
1: but actually, the Yorkshire's the, the claim to having a Yorkshire airport is definitely better with Robin Hood.
0: Yeah, I was going to sound. I like Robin Hood, and Robin Hood will be brilliant if they do a bit of jiggery pokery with the railways. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could realign the East Coast Main Line to put a, to have an East Coast Main Line Parkway station. That, yeah, but
1: that's i mean that there again, is sort the, of inter- the that, interesting but... thing though if you go back to oh when would it have been uh, the franchise round of 20, of 2000 or something along those lines Do anybody remember virgin's audacious bid for a high speed Vir- east coast main line oh yeah yes uh, uh, you know that that and that was going to have a, a station over that way mm. and that was even before the the airport was open so you know what we, what could we have had if uh, the the strategic rail authority had decided to go for a virgin east coastline then
0: yeah. <laughs> that would well be yeah east virgin didn't have a very good track record of getting infrastructure work to um, to hook up in fairness so I, I don't know well who knows what might have happened there um yeah so uh there we go yeah, Eden's useless. It's at the top of the hill. There, there are plans to connect to rail. Connect it. They're building a station. A, par, a station. Ne- oh, anyway, right. Another. Let's. We'll do Leeds Bradford as an episode because there's literally <laughs> an hour and a half of content in, in how ridiculous. it is. Just, just
1: saying how desperately bad it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: rubbish. Absolute rubbish. I flew out of there once before, and I've never done it before. And my my experience was miserable. The location. It's impossible to get there by public. Well, the bus. Well, the bus the bus, and, just the bus
1: is going through a housing estate, isn't it? I mean, that's the just whole rubbish. Like.
0: It's rubbish. Although, hello to Alex Priest's parents who live nearby. Uh, there, hello, Karen and Colin. Uh, uh, Alex being a previous guest. Anyway, right, I've digressed horribly. Sorry, Andrew. There we go. there's a pic. Oh, it's a picture of the Trans Pennon Trail. I can yeah, use Yeah. So my I eyes mean, that, that
1: was. Uh, I can't remember which way round. That's. Lo- I think that's looking towards the east. Mm. Uh, yeah, it is. It's walking towards the east. But of course, that that would have had seventy uh, sixes. Running along along that at some point.
0: Oh uh, yeah, which bit are we? Are we? Uh, where are we in this bit? Where
1: that's is that that's just near, not too far away from uh, the Langset Reservoir. So it's it's like uh, it's, right, right. it's east east of uh, Dunford Bridge on the on the uh, Yorkshire side of the of the, of the tunnel. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it's a great it's a great walking and, and and if you go there, if you go there on a on a on a nice weekend you know you certainly you certainly couldn't socially distance at the moment because it's it's packed
0: yeah 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 yeah. Um, but it's but this it's just a great picture for showing how fantastic these assets are but like this is this was a busy bit of railway in in its time you know when there was coal traffic and steel traffic it was a busy bit of railway and um and it's such a good you know it's fantastic cycleway david shira's points out very astutely um from his own experience as well that that local councils have a role in this um so after Airdrie bathgate closed in the 70s um they, the the local council so i don't know which which bit of Lo what, west lothian council whatever the council was then um made the track bed into a cycle path to preserve the route which meant that the line could be reopened relatively easily in 2010 um
1: well yeah, we, can, we we're coming on to something like that in a bit oh, but, the, but the interesting i say i think the what's what's interesting is that there's been obviously a very big connection between walking, uh, especially walking, more than cycling, but walking and railways. You know, I mean, there's going back down to uh, the LNER, especially had you know, rambling booklets that you could buy. Uh, Dr. David uh, Turner has, has posted some nice pictures of them on, on Twitter a while ago, and 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 it's and just that those sort of camping coach, caravan coaches, uh, that that sort of all the aspect of getting out, and so many of the the classic. Posters of course were, were were promoting destinations to go i ironically, most of the places that were, were promoting and now the railways are now closed, and the lines that you were going on to go to these places are actually the actual places that you're going to walk on now. The, the, there they are the walking routes.
0: so um yeah, we've got some nice chat going on. Uh, hello Joel, uh, welcome to rail matter um yeah we, I, I, so my favorite cycle way uh that I have cycled lots and lots of times more than any other I think although maybe maybe the one near me is so I'm I'm right next to the Dermot Valley Light Railway or the former Dermot Valley Light Railway so I do cycle that a lot because it's now my commute or it was um so ignoring that it was the Tarka Trail down in North Devon which is one that I know very very well Um, very popular uh, very very popular um and it's a fantastic cycleway uh, it's it's in a fantastic it's in a beautiful corner of North Devon. That's where my dad's family hail from, um, and uh, hence Dennis. Um, and it's just such a wonderful cycle cycle. So you you can cycle from my grandparents uh, just north of Knoll, north of Bronton. Um, you can cycle from Bronton through Bronton right the way down to Meath, which is through Barnstable, Biddeford, and right the way down through Torrington, and then back. It's around about seventy miles, but because it's on a cycle on a, on a railway, it's it's easily doable in a day and it's just terrific um although it's another good example of where people don't understand future needs because that railway should the the the, the, the 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 railway the Tarka line as it's branded um that runs up to Barnstable junction should really have continued or they should have linked it up to bronton the bit to bronton should have remained open because bronton is so busy <laughs> Anyone who knows that corner is. And anyway, that's another. That's that's a chat for another day. But um, so
1: the other, I mean, if, you, if we go on to the next slide, mm, we've got another example oh, of uh, lovely of, of how we can how we can use these 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 structures and and you know you're going down to uh, some some lovely some lovely television pieces of, of railway architecture. Has, has there been a series about that recently? I feel like I, there haven't? might
0: have been. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know who was involved in that. Though.
1: Fulfilling a very a very good need there, but there's so many of these structures. That are just stunning that you can now go and walk on or cycle on. And and uh, is is there anybody who's uh, having a guess at where that one is? Oh very... yeah,
0: go on. So we so we've got about a thirty second latency. Yeah. Guess uh, so guess the anybody... viaduct here. Yeah. Guess the viaduct.
1: There's another slide of it as well, if you we can give you go on to the next one. I think that's just another slide of it too. I think I put two in. But there's uh, yeah, there's that one's a, a very uh, Well, I I think it's little known, actually. Not many people know about it.
0: So this is the thing. I'd love to go and visit a lot of this stuff. The thing is, um, yourself, the White Wicks, hello, Paul and Rebecca, um, if you're watching, they all do this. It's it's a niche that I – so the only context in which I'm going to find myself uh, a need to to actually create content around these places, other than cycling them for my own interest, um, is if they're actually useful to be reopened um, as – Railway infrastructure, and and I feel like a few of these, some of them ought to be, but quite a few of them aren't, and they are wonderful as walking and cycling connections. Um, here we go. This one certainly
1: isn't. I mean, there's the again, it was part of the the, the mania. There's no real need for this one to reopen, which actually is brilliant because you know it should be stayed well, still... as, as it is, as, as a walking and cycling move. So, if you've if anybody got it yet,
0: uh, we have David is going question mark near Doncaster. Ooh, very uh, good. Yes. Conisborough Viaduct, facing the castle there. Yeah, nice one. Tempest yeah. Malice, good work. Um, lovely job. Um,
1: yeah, it, who it, was... it connects. It connected the, the, the Great Northern, Great Eastern to the Hull and Barnsley mm. uh, for some strange and bizarre reason. And uh, but now, I mean, it, it's it's. I think I'm right in saying it's, it's taller than Woodhead and it's longer than Woodhead and has the reckon something around the, 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 the quantity of about five, 15 million bricks uh, involved in its structure. And it, it, it's just amazing. You know, it,
0: so we're, around Donny, you're yeah. blessed with a huge number of duplicated railway lines. Because it was coal central, there was a huge amount of freight. And that's the reason why, if, so if you go into Railmap Online... Just Google Rail Map online, and it has all the old railway lines mapped out uh, on with Street with Open Street Map behind it. It's a brilliant resource, um, and uh, you just see this the the scale of railway infrastructure around mostly to the um, east, or the east the west of Doncaster. Sorry, um, so like Mexborough and 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 towards Sheffield, the whole of South Yorkshire is just just completely netted in in railway lines, and the, a lot of them. Quite quite a few of them were built to pretty decent standards, you know, flat ruling grades, you know, one mile radius minimum curves, um, and with some as we've got here, incredibly heavy engineering that were duplicating other lines. If they, you know, it's it's incredible. So, but you know, this gives us these incredible assets. I mean, this 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 bit of viaduct, it's just stunning. It's staggering. It's a huge bit of infrastructure that's just sat there. That, um, that can be used for cycling. It's great. Um, so we've had a question, which uh, which I can answer, actually, which is from... where are we? John Christoph is um, uh, asking us to comment on the engineering requirements and constraints on converting a double-trap railway into a walking cycle path and a single-trap rail line. So I can tell you that it's quite hard to do that <laughs> because... It's not impossible, but it's quite hard to do it because... Um, Railways are the the width requirements of a railway are more than they certainly more than they were when they were built and 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 so when you particularly when one is closed, um, reopening a line single track is a lot wider and it's not because trains have got wider they haven't because we've got a restrictive loading gauge it's that we need more space to allow things like safe walking routes um extra space for signals passive provision for electrification all these things which mean and they're sensible things but it means that you end up with a wider space that your railway needs to fill up which doesn't leave you much left afterwards for um for a cycleway well it's not impossible
1: well you, you say that and that's all true but only if you're thinking about a certain width of railway <laughs>
0: oh, I see where you're going with this. I see. So we'll hold that thought. We'll hold that thought until Andrew uh, brings up the point uh, later on, and we can do some engineering debate. Um, the
1: interesting thing, also, I mean, you know, it, when we're looking at, at rail, the connection between railways and walking, mm. is you're looking at, you know, if we go back to the classic of the the, the Settle and Carlisle route. You know, the, all of those stations on the intermediate between Settle and Carlisle, all of those were closed in 1970. And in 1974, it was the Yorkshire Dales Authority who subsidised some trains to bring walkers from Leeds and from Carlisle down into the into the into the national park again. Yep. Reop- ineffectively, un- un- unauthorized reopening of those stations, and it was that kind of that sort of, I suppose, guerrilla walking. <laughs> type of thing yeah, yeah. That, that actually brought more people in and then when Ron Davis came in and, and, and started to actually do all the stuff to you know effectively reopen it and promote it we then got all of, all of the new you know all of that stuff that came through from there and, and, and we then obviously saw that actually if you actually put trains on that are timed when people want to use them people actually do use them yeah. you know as opposed to you know one train a day and then BR says well we can't you can't on the service because nobody wants to use it well yeah you know so it I think that walkers have been walking as well as has been quite quite uh, an interesting link to those sorts of stations to those sorts of routes that are kept open
0: and people talk about you know, people talk about scale and say "Ah, yeah, but you can't keep a railway open just for walkers and cyclists well i beg to differ on that front um, yes the West Highland line does receive substantial subsidy but if it was not profitable to do so there would not be attaching an old bit of 153 onto the back of sprinters to put bikes in. Yeah. It is, that that railway line is thronged with walkers and cyclists, particularly in peak time. You can't, you know, it's standing room only in those sprinters going up the West Highland line. Um, and that's not, that, that's, that's a line I know well from doing a lot of hill walks when I was a student, but there are lots of railways that do exa- that serve exactly that function. Fantastic use for tourists, for walkers, for people generally out for adventure. Um, yeah, uh, and, and you know, the north of England, across the north, uh, there are plenty of them. Wales, you know, the southeast as well, lots of lovely railway lines, perfect for that. Um, right, uh, let's have a look. The, the, uh, obviously, the, the two-track thing is if you're, yes, you can have a heritage line and a, and a walking path, um, you can have a cycling a cycle. I'm not saying it's impossible um, the challenge is the, the, the challenge is, is sort of um, having enough space for a really wide decent cycle, cycle route um, on the structures particularly but it's doable you know. Uh, I think David Shearer has just pointed out the Tweed Viaduct has a cycleway next to the single track um, borders railway but obviously that should be doubled soon so they might have to reroute the cycleway somewhere anyway, next slide <laughs> Oh, well, that's, that's the that's same the- shot right that's, that's you, shot.
1: yeah. That's me, and that's the someone's the, got
0: a UAV with a camera attached to it to do your <laughs> filming, right? <laughs> that's the idea.
1: Well, that's again that the Connors provide you know it, epic epic scenes there that you can walking into the sky really. It's, it.
0: it's just staggering, what an incredible! And there are so it, many bits of infrastructure like this that are just sat collecting dust.
1: Yeah, and and that is as I say that's just west of Don, just east of Doncaster, mm. west of Doncaster. Yeah, you know, so, so and and again, very very little, you know, few people know about it until now, when more people will go now.
0: Indeed, we've got fifty-seven people watching, and all they—they they all know about the Connors provider, and every single one of them is going. now going to be waiting, looking at the clock until lockdown lifts to get to the Connors provider. So, um, we can all—we can have a rail matter meet on the Connors provider when lockdown lifts. How's that? Right. Um, yeah, that's a that's a lovely shot. That, I, and I need I, I need to get down on my bike there because I could probably get there and back without too much pain actually from where I am. That's one to aim for. Anyway, uh, oh, there's a map. The Monsal Trail.
1: So this is the Monsal Trail, and again, another another great piece of cycle and 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 walking. Again, and most a lot of people mistakenly think that the Monsal Trail, uh, this this line was was closed by beaching. It wasn't. It was a it was a Barber castle. Mm. Uh, cl- original closure. You know, it wasn't even in the list. con so, uh, uh, you know, eight and a half miles of cycling. This has done the, the, the Peak District National Park an awful amount of good because it brings this, I think it's it's right, apart from uh, Chatsworth House, it's the one thing, the, the next single thing that brings the, the most amount of viewers, uh, I'm thinking viewers, most amount of, uh, of of visitors, that's the word I'm looking for, where's my earphones coming <laughs> uh to, to the to national park so it's brilliant uh cyclists again you just you can't you struggle to find a place to to be on it and and the next slide show is the is the famous
0: so as i say yeah the geography for the for people not familiar with the monosol trail so this is up there on the river Y. where is it nearest in the peak uh, Bakewell. it's,
1: it's near bakewell. bakewell
0: okay yeah so this yeah. is on the form what's the railway that it used to well, it was a, a, a
1: well. The Midland added a, 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 venture, a latter part, didn't they? And uh, it, it's 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 that sort of uh, the, the, the national park. Now are trying to build a, a link all the way around, so it's going to be like one con- one continuous cycle network.
0: Ah, lovely. But did the line continue at the other side that they could make use it, of it, was, it? Well, it was part
1: of the. Uh, I think the other side forms part of the the uh, Peat Whale.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so peak rail at one end. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it is a bit. Uh, but I mean, it's not possible though. Down to Derby. Mm. Uh, yeah, James Bailey is pointing out that the trail is fant- has been fantastic since they opened up the tunnels. That's another one that I need to go. To be honest, I, I, it'd be great if there was a, if only someone could create a list of all of the railway cycle l- l- routes, and uh, then someone else could tick them off. That'd be great. Um, also, the home of Baitwell Pudding, Baitwell Tart, technically, or, is, or maybe there is a Baitwell Pudding. Well, there's two,
1: isn't there? There's the pudding and the tart. Oh really? And okay. are trained to speak to each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, sorry, there it is. Uh, oh, another absolutely stunning bit of railway infrastructure. Um, so
1: that's that's, that's head the head viaduct. Yeah. Oh, and of course, stunning. there's the there's double viaducts uh, at the other end as well, at the, at the, at the west end, which mm. you need to go and have a look at, which is brilliant. It's just, uh,
0: so my favourite bit of the target... Well, I don't know, not my favourite, but one of my favourite bits of the target trail was where the um, the... Viaducts would criss north of Torrington, where the viaducts would crisscross over the river, um, and it was always really—it's just such a stunning bit because you've got that. It, it's just proof of of the way that railways engage with and become part of the landscape in a way that roads, unless they're abandoned, roads never do. No, they, they never didn't. do. They
1: always, they always seem to be an intruder, don't they? they where do. if you yeah. if you stand at, at, on on Batty Moss and you look at at the Ribblehead, and you look at that and you think, that's always been here. It's as old as the mountains. It just feels like it should be there, and it feels like it had been. You know, the, the landscape would miss something if it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And, and the same with with Head. There, you, you just look at that and you think it's always been there, and it and it always should be there. And the amazing thing is, that you've just come out of a tunnel. You've just come out of Headstone Tunnel, which is one of, I think it's the longest on the route. So you've just walked through the tunnel. And come out the other side, and you've got this, you know, this epic view that you see over the over, over the River Y. And you know, depending on, on on what the weather conditions are like, you know, you get this massive inrush of wind coming over this viaduct, and it's just, you know, you think I am alive. This is brilliant. Yeah. It's, 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 you can particularly when
0: they're particularly when they're quiet. So if you're doing it in the evening, maybe when it's not got so many families out and about, you can pick up a decent pace on a railway cycle route. And because you can see at good distance, it's not unsafe to do so. So you can really pick up a good speed, and there, and you'd feel like you're chuffing along. tra you, you feel like you're in the front of a train. I on the Tark Trail when I was on my um, on the Blue Beast, which has got nice slick tyres, and it and it's kind of I can get a decent pace on it. When I'm really pushing, it's just you've got the wind through your hair, and just and and a, and a railway alignment in front of you. It's brilliant. Under your own steam, literally, it's brilliant. Um, right. That's a that's a lovely shot, that one. Um, thanks, Andrew, for sharing. That's really brilliant. Um, oh, another map. Uh, so I want the fifty k, and I see I see many railways on here, including some abandoned ones. Uh, but you've drawn a you've drawn a line. Yes. Tell, tell us about the line you've drawn.
1: Well, well this is actually another thing that actually we we could we... we could do more of. I don't think there's many examples of this, but this one is in uh, in Lee uh, in the borough of Wigan, and uh, I've got some flies flying around, which is why I'm clicking the camera. Uh, so, but this is the this is the Lee guided busway, uh, and it's an old railway line. It's the, it was closed in 1969. Now we were talking before, and this sort of this is how NATA works, isn't it? We we ended up talking about how we could preserve the track bed, and actually what Wigan did, Wigan Council did, is they put the trackbed into the unit unitary development plan. And they made it so that it couldn't be built on. So it was kept, the, the, the Wigan side of it, I, don't, I think Salford did something completely different, but the, the Wigan side of it was kept from the point of view of being able to reopen it. Yeah. Uh, now that didn't happen, and it was eventually, it was used as a, if we go to the next slide, we can have a look at uh, a nice picture. There it is. And what's happened now is it's a guided busway. Mm, bus-
0: to the guided busways is, is what we're hearing in the chat. But you're guided about to tell us the way. opportunities it has offered. Well,
1: there's there's, there's some plenty. There's great opportunities because obviously, you know this this, and this is how, how, how costs work out. That the, it was 66 million pounds to make a four and a half mile guided busway. <laughs> now, I think that also includes the associated cycle path and, and horse riding and and, and 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 the walking path as well. But the interesting thing is, is that's given a, a brilliant lift to the local economy. I think Lee's one of those, one of those great uh, uh, statistics of, of, a, of a very large town that doesn't have any rail connection. Uh, so it's it's given a, a, a lift into Manchester. It, it's very well it used to be anyway a, a very well popular, a, a well patronised bus route. And the, cy- and the cycle and the walking and, the, and horse riding, there's plenty. When we were there filming, there was lots of people doing horse riding. I don't know where they get the horses from in, in, in Greater Manchester, but there we are. But it was, it's fantastic. And, and it's, I think, uh, something like this, although it's buses, you know, it's, 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 as, it's as near to a, a train as the bus is ever going to get. And it's a useful use of this kind of a corridor
0: it's it's an interesting one isn't it so 66 million you say and so that's probably about the cost of reopening it as a railway from scratch anyway so it isn't it's i'm i'm the i I don't on paper i'm not i I don't fully hate on guided busways the trouble is in the uk we generally implement them where there should be a railway (laughs) that's the only trouble so on the like i don't mind guided busways if they're used properly but generally in the uk we use it where we ought to be putting a railway. Cambridge is another perfect example, but this one ought to be Metrolink. Um, yeah. uh, but anyway, but the thing is, it has preserved the right of way so it can be smashed to bits and dug up and replaced with something useful um, or more useful <laughs> at a later date. But again, yeah, you, as you say, you've, there's a former track bed and we've got we've got um, more facilities for active travel again. Um, yeah, guided busways on former track beds in the UK, yeah, I'm, I'm generally a thumbs down on it, but... You know, it offers us something useful in the future. We've protected the right it's it's a way to protect the right of way.
1: Um Well I think that's that's interesting and, and it's interesting that the the council had the foresight, I don't know when they put it in the in the in the development plan, to protect it. But they had this in mind and that you know a bit of foresight again which is you know often sadly lacking in this country isn't it uh,
0: yeah indeed so someone's just asked what the cost of uh, putting this in as a railway would be um so you said 66 million to put the guided busway in yeah that's well,
1: yeah and uh, cost in, it. so 2016
0: yeah okay so i'd put this at, at today's prices i put this at around about 90 million to to from scratch put in a double track railway through here um so bearing in mind that it's borrowing anyway and you get a return on it it should still be a railway really or it but anyway whatever you you could use it's Expansion again
1: and again the tram is is the way a light rail of, of some description is a great way of using these things and 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 sometimes it is the cost the cost benefit analysis doesn't work any 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 greater for for these kind of things as it does for putting rail in does it that's the thing
0: yeah well but that but that opens up the can of worms about web tag which is probably a, a another real matter a few people might be able to chat about rail about web tag anyway tell us all about transport appraisal guidelines and how useless they are in the uk anyway right next slide how are we doing time oh i know what this is this is so I, I have i put the sound off on this i can't remember I think I might not have put the sound off, which means that we'll, we can chat over it anyway, um, yeah. Andrew. But this is, so this, we've come full circle again because we opened with the with the Selby Diversion and I've yeah. cropped, uh, hopefully I've cropped this Since oh, here we go, some snazzy CGI. I think you're about to duck off the the railway no, with your dog. Ra-
1: I'm about to race off because uh, th- there's a... There's That's a, it,
0: you're going to get run over York, by
1: a... York Selby Doncaster local train coming first. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so this, right. is a, this is a bit from our from the program that we we because we want to obviously try to to do more more things like this and uh, because we're obviously rail nuts we want to make, <laughs> it. make it proper
0: you can have some fun with it yeah there's yeah. so there's so there's there's a few interesting so that that's an interesting one so um there are a few interesting points the first thing you'll notice is that that is a bridge that has been lifted for electrification yeah and you might ask why does that happen why has that bridge been lifted for electrification when it was closed for um, to be rerouted by the Selby diversion? Well, that's because um, Roger Bastin, who is still alive, I'm pleased to say, and uh, was the route civil engineer, um, made a point of having all of his bridges renewed. With um, oh, you're chatting. Oh, maybe I did mute this because I can't hear it. That's that's <laughs> probably for the best, Andrew, because we can chat to each other. Um, uh, yeah, for anyone who's wondering what on earth is going on, this is a planet, there's like a planet along this trail yeah. between York and Rickall, which is the route that hasn't been gobbled up by the A19. Um, and this is the former, so this is what the old, this is the old East Coast Main Line. So it's a kind of a rare situation where very much a, oh, no crikey, that's a thing happening again.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: It's, <laughs> it's your CGI trains whizzing along, back and forth on the East Coast Main Line. Anyway... Um, that's quite nice i like your um i like your authentic sign that's quite good i'll, I'll give you points for that <laughs> uh, yeah anyway so the east coast mainline it's very rare for a for a major mainline in the uk to be closed um entirely Ooh. oh right so joel hardy is asking what's this program called and where can i find it? this is walks around britain uh yeah, this is hosted yeah. by andrew it's his program yeah um yes uh and you can find it I, i'll tell you what i'll post a link to how you can work uh, how you yeah, can you subscribe can. and watch um in the in the description um this is neighbor uh swing if i'm not mistaken i was walking there fairly recently and they've got a sculpture of a man with a bicycle doing some fishing or a person with a bicycle doing some fishing um and you can see it there it is it's a bit weird but it's you know it's fine um It's quite interesting because this is a, a a pretty major bit of infrastructure that used to have trains running along it at a fair old Lick. um They used to, in fact, it had HSTs running on it for a while. Yes, yeah, uh, which is strange to think. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bizarre to think that it's and now, now it's just us <laughs> cycling back and forth, right? um <laughs> at Michael, we will do a, a, a rail matter on urban transport and metros um, and the lack of them in the UK. I, I, I promise uh we will do that very soon people are loving the cgi trains as well um Thank you. it's not alternate history mike this is what it used to look like it's uh it's not so much alternative history as, as what the railway was doing before before the this this wasn't a cut so much as a, a railway that would have collapsed without uh being moved elsewhere because the selby coalfield was open up under well, yeah the,
1: N- the ncb i think gave gave br some quite they gave about, about 300 finance. million quid, I think. Yeah. To... Quite a financial incentive, and, and I think just to bypass Selby and and the swing bridge and that was, was something that VR wanted to do as well, wasn't it? So it, oh, yeah. it was a win win for everybody, really.
0: Yeah. Well, you've got a nice little uh, mixed goods going on there. The mixed goods, I Look at that. Mean, you know, yeah. Um, anyway, I think this this neatly sort of um, closes our our chat. I think. I mean, I, I can't remember how much more. I think there's a bit more video. I can't remember when it finishes. But um, we can natter along. Um, oh, there we go. There's 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 the the swing bridge with some railway on it, and now it's gone. And even the smoke there. Ah, Love the job. Anyway, so yeah, everyone should go and watch walks around Britain. It's lovely. Nope, um, oh, you're making your way back onto the cycle path again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, that's that. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Andrew. That's um, that's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. Is there any any other bits and pieces you've any anything in your notes you've not managed to tell us about?
1: Well, I was just saying. I think the other the other thing was was just a sort of uh, the curveball about when you're saying about putting uh, a cycle oh, yes, path yeah. alongside uh, a, 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 a single track railway line. You know, we don't have to. Who's to say that it has to be standard gauge? You know, could we Ooh. could we reopen some of these lines? With a cycle path and a walkway, and and narrow gauge.
0: Oh well, I mean, many reasons, but uh, it, but it's an interesting idea, and I think it certainly raises the point that that, that in future, by protecting these rights of way, we have options. Yeah. I think that's the key point: is that we have options. Whether it's you know reinstating heritage line or whether it's reopening it in full, like the Bath Gate, you know, we have options. Um, David Shearers has got a bet on so we have to go keep going for another 13 minutes. No actually we're keeping very much to time thank you very much.
1: Don't be wanting um, to time it's me it's me being a programme maker I have to stick this to is my, I've stuck my to the counsel. schedule. We're
0: only 2 minutes behind schedule. I think we're doing marvelously actually. And um, I think the, the point you raise is it's about opportunity and if we're having get you know, if we get rid of these rights of way there's just no opportunity to do anything. You know the, the the one of the railways that is desperate for reopening and is being discussed reasonably seriously about reopening is the York to Market Wheaton line. Um, and through to Beverly to allow you to have a direct York Hull service because the current York Hull service is rubbish. I tell you what let's go side by side we've not had enough of of Andrew's big face there we go we're both of us are here hello everyone we're bigger again (laughs) Um. so uh, yeah one of the things that that so that line is looking at being reopened as uh, reasonably sensibly although it's still kind of um nice words you. not anything else um, from government but anyway the trouble with that line is that the lots of the track bed has been lost entirely you know you, you only have to have to, you know through York you've it's been there's a housing estate built on it uh, Stanford bridge you know market Wheaton itself all these areas they've got housing estates built on it and frankly you're not going to plow a railway through a housing estate you have to divert the line uh, which means in the case of Stanford bridge that you have to build a new viaduct because that means you can't reuse the old viaduct over the um, over the river so it was just so daft that we've got rid of these rights of way. So look, the, the tip is local councils open a load of cycleways because even at the minimum you've got a brilliant cycleway walkway and at best yeah. you've preserved something that can be used for, for light rapid transit or for heavy rail in the future. Anyway, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. It's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed that. I've really I've enjoyed really enjoy it. Thank yeah, you very much. It was good fun. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, what, we're going to be talking about... Oh, tell you what, let's let's do this properly so let's let's mini faces again um Thanks, Heal for putting this up as uh, as a podcast at the usual places, and thanks to everyone who has uh, joined us uh, via audio only. Um, I, I know there are some. I've got some nice messages from people who've recently been tuning in. Uh, hello, John Stone. You're going to be joining us for a for a future rail natter, whether you like it or not. Um, yeah. So uh, thanks for joining this podcast. Tell, give me feedback if I'm not describing what's on screen enough. Obviously, I can't make it as good as audio describe, but anyway, um, your feedback is helpful. Um, next week there we go next week we've touched on the woodhead route we're going to be talking about the woodhead route next week um we're going to be talking about whether it's a good idea to reopen it it isn't and why that isn't you the have, case you
1: have to, you have to have an open mind camera <laughs>
0: uh, we're going to talk about why it closed in the first place we're going to talk about all sorts to do with woodhead um so come, bring bring your bad opinions and your shouty voices to throw abuse at me because it's just going to be me we're getting back to the basics of Railnatter. It's just going to be me on my own, um, which means that we'll have thousands of slides, lots of excessively overdone graphics, and and all the rest to boot. So join us next week for that one. Uh, and um, as ever, if you want to vote on future future themes for us to chat about, or generally be my producer, which uh, quite a few people are now. I think like, what, 50 people are patrons of me now, which is quite something. Anyway, thanks to all of you. and uh, That's where to vote on future themes, so come and get involved. Or th- if you want me to get a better microphone, uh, or indeed buy a new PC, which I've just done, which is over there, which is going to make Railnatter potentially a bit more high-tech, um, then uh, you can also throw me money on PayPal and coffee, so thanks indeed for that. Um, it only really remains to, to bring Andrew back and say thank you very much, Andrew. Um, and i tell you what, we've got maybe two or three minutes. You don't mind hanging around for two or three minutes, do you? No, no,
1: not at
0: all. Any questions, everyone? I, I, I kind of tailed off in paying attention to the chat. Um, <laughs> questions. Come, come, come and ask questions. Uh, we've got uh, Condition BSG75 uh, is, uh, is talking about the South Tyndale Railway from Alston to Lumley. Um, ooh, which is current that's a that's an narrow gauge line isn't
1: it yeah it used
0: to be heavy now, now narrow gauge
1: and there's the one in uh, oh Kirkley no yeah Kirkley's isn't it Clayton Kirkley's. yes that's right yeah, that was that was that was narrowed uh, um
0: brilliant yeah. yeah 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 there's some people asking about the Queensbury tunnel um if Paul and Rebecca or I don't know whether it's Paul and Rebecca or just Paul or just Rebecca who've joined hello to whichever one of you or both of you are on and um, they did a video on the Queensbury which is very interesting uh, just it was the one they did before they did our hs2 one actually and um I think Queensbury should be I think the highways highways agents no highways England have made some I think they're trying to get away without doing very much and I don't think you can blame highways england you could, you have to blame government for for having an obsession with not rhythm. paying for anything <laughs> we we just have a we unfortunately in this country we have a, a distinct lack of imagination and um queensbury is a bit of a bit of an example of that be a wonderful it asset for it cycling thing walking. That
1: it should walking. There's no doubt about it. It's got, it's got you know, these it things, it.
0: Are, these things are expensive. They don't exist in a, you know, they don't exist in perpetuum in perfect condition. You have, tunnels are actually quite maintenance intensive, but it's worth it. You know, you have an asset that people can use. You know, it's very frustrating. Um, Gone. What other the questions have we got? Um, heritage rail. David Shepard says heritage railways and cycle routes are great, but shouldn't there be a social responsibility to get small towns back onto the rail network somehow? Uh, David, absolutely. And we're going to be talking more about that with a potential new series I'll do when lockdown lifts about transport futures, and I'll talk about, um, I'll, and in fact, not just talk about it in that, but also there's going to be a rail natter fairly soon about how to do proper crayon staying, how to how to use your crayons properly, uh, and in that I'll explain what uh, how to think about connecting places to the rail network. Um, and not to just think we should stop thinking about you know what railway lines do we reopen no no, no forget existing railway lines they're useful to re to, to use but you need to think about what areas need to be reconnected by rail and then if there happens to be a bit of railway line you can use great but the starting point isn't let's reopen a line it's what places need railways
1: yeah he's got shaps listening to this
0: yeah grant my boy g uh, pay attention um <laughs> Uh, ask uh, condition BSG seventy five uh, says ask Andrew if there's one line he'd like to reopen from for a cycleway. Hmm. Good question.
1: Ooh, yeah. Uh, well, well, the 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 problem the, the, the issue is obviously I, I'm I am sort of I, I'm, I've got two sides to me because as a, as the railway person in me the railway enthusiast in me wants all of these lines to be reinstated and and have railways on them. But, of course, the walker and the outdoor cyclist in me thinks, you know, we need to have them as cycle lanes and, 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 and being able to walk on them. So it, it, I always find old railway lines that are now walking routes and cycling routes quite, quite I'm quite torn by that, you know, because I think, mm. you know, should we have railways on them? But, you know, the idea of the fact that they've closed in the first place, we, we just need to keep that corridor open as Absolutely. we
0: Definitely, and 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 there are always opp- You know, there's always an opportunity to widen the corridor to to keep the cycling infrastructure there, with a bit of you know maybe at some point in the future Britain's imagination will expand a little and we'll think actually if you want to reinstate the railway you can put a two track railway in there and invest to have a paralleling cycleway. You know, yeah. They do this in the Netherlands, in France, in Germany. This is not. We're not. We always think we're British exceptionalism to the extreme. You can do both. You can have a double track railway fully electrified with its safe walking routes either side, and a big, wide, four metre cycleway next to it. You know what? You can do that. It just takes a bit of imagination. Um, uh, Mike Whitcomb asks, "Hi, Mike. Uh, could you ask Andrew on the flip side if there are any walks that have been made on old railways that are actually really dull?" And would be better back as a railway. That's a, that's another good question. <laughs>
1: uh, the, the there is that, that what the some of the problems are that, that you know you you find a, a route that has now been taken over a little bit of a, a, an old railway line and then ve- veers off. You know, and I think that there's some there are some. I think if the answer to the previous question. I was thinking just thinking that then that one of the one of the ones that I would have liked to have walked on. I think would have been the uh, the old track bed which uh, to 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 Carnarvon, which obviously oh, yes. lots of now is is part of the uh, the Welsh the Welsh Highland, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but that's yeah. But I think yeah, there there is. But I think the some of the yeah, there's uh, walkers. Generally speaking, I, I I I lots of walkers are basically can be defined as mountains and mint cake people. And by that, I mean, they like the hills and they like to go to, you know, the Lake District and, and Scotland and Wales. And they're not very interested. There is, a, there is a subsection of walkers who aren't interested in the easy, accessible trails that walking, that the that, that old railway lines and canal towpaths provide. The the, the issue here is for me, and this is what gets me really passionate, is that the vast majority of people who don't go walking, actually if they knew more about old railway lines and cycling routes that they're safe to to go and walk on and canal towpaths and things like this they'd probably get out more because they're the ones who are sitting at home thinking you know what i don't do this walking thing because it's just about mountains so if we could promote this kind of easy accessible walking more which is what i try to do on my program as well as the mountains but you know to to be able to do those things that, that, mm. that actually show a nice easy walk between your you know york and selby is is not difficult to do yeah absolutely that's that's what, that's what i'm really passionate about
0: it's um yeah absolutely and and um if, if any, it's, there's a, a really interesting initiative about that called the slow ways, which is something that it's worth everyone going and I'm not going to talk about it now because we we have now smashed our time, um, <laughs> but uh, go and look up the slow ways because it's it, cycle ways are one thing, but actually just having safe, comfortable, quiet, pleasant. Connecting routes for people to walk between villages, towns, and cities is really important. and it's really
1: interesting that you talked about that as well because I had a chat this morning with Daniel, who's the guy behind mm. the Slow Ways, and he's he's going to be the interview is going to be on the Walks Around Britain podcast. Ah, terrific.
0: Can... I was going to say, yeah, this is the time to plug things, Andrew. So what things? Do, so apart, so we'll put you the link to the to Walks Around Britain in the in the chat because I know that it's it's on. There's a subscription. Uh, yeah you, you,
1: you can you again. can you can go to it's on 20 channels in the uk so you probably find it by typing it into your search function of your television provider it's on amazon so if you are an amazon subscriber you can you can get it on there and uh, the 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 nicest way is to subscribe to walks around britain plus which is the, the subscription service which means you get a new episode every week every month and uh, and the podcasts are there as well so oh, lovely
0: nice. Um, anything else you want to plug now is the time oh, I think
1: that's 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 fine if you, you could go and see, you know just just do a search for walks around Britain and you'll see all the stuff that I do on the series so that would be lovely if you could do that
0: <laughs> and hopefully at some point when lockdown uh, lifts and when we've all got inoculations or whatever it is Um I'd love to join you on a on a walk we've been planning it well we've been sort of half planning it for ages but yep. I think things things somewhat we both have busy lives and at some point it shall happen. I, I, it, it shall. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, it only remains to really say cheerio to everyone. Thanks so much for everyone for joining. Andrew, thank you so much. That's been a really good thank chat. You. It's been, it's it's been great. Um, And we will see you for, for a chat about Woodhead next week. Um, yeah. Cheerio. Bye. Cheerio.
1: Cheerio. Bye.